You're listening to Magic from Wherever I'm At with your host, the magician, time traveler, and charmer, D'Artagnan. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am D'Artagnan, and today we drift back into The School of Wonder, Part 2, The Wisdom of Tommy Wonder, which I have gleaned over the years from his performances, his lecturing, and most importantly, his books of wonder. Now we're going to delve into something else that Tommy Wonder says. And I believe this is extracted from book one as well, where he talks about, well, we'll just, we'll get into it and we'll see what he says, has to say here. And he says, I suspect a large number of magicians do magic as a form of therapy. They seem to have an inferiority complex of sorts, and they use magic as a compensating tool. After all, with magic, they can do things their spectators can't. This type of magician, I suspect, is particularly attracted to sucker tricks in which the audience thinks they see through the deception only to have the magician spring his glorious trap. Ha ha ha! Gotcha! A perfect way to uplift one's inferiority complex, isn't it? Well, if you are one of these individuals, I suggest you seek your therapy in some other form. Magic's not an antidote for personality deficiencies, and it shouldn't be used as one. This is particularly the case when magic is performed for an audience. In the same sense that spectators aren't there to serve as clapping cattle, just to make you feel good, neither are they there to give you a feeling of superiority, because you can do things that they can't. By the way, by the way, spectators don't care in the least that you can do certain things that they cannot. This sort of power game, demanding respect because you have certain capabilities, it might have worked 50 years ago, but today, few people accept such posturing. Respect for authority for status largely disappeared in the 60s. Today, one gains far more regard through an ability to impart something meaningful. Let me rewind that. Today, one gains far more regard 
through inability to impart something meaningful to someone else than through a demonstration of abilities others don't possess. Most people don't care if you can demonstrate special skills. In fact, and the professor said this before too, you're showing how skillful you are, and people are not interested in how skillful you are. They don't care. They get a little jealous, as a matter of fact. They don't want you to be a good-looking man to be skillful. <laughs> they may even resent the idea if that is all you display to them. Why, after all, should they care about you and your performance if all it amounts to is an exhibition of skill or cleverness? What meaning, what benefit does that have for them? Further, should such a demonstration of superiority raise even a mild dislike, the audience will, of course, secretly enjoy it when something goes wrong. In extreme cases, with an audience that is less than polite. And I'll fill in brackets here that don't exist with, yeah, such as on the street, for example. The spectators may, may even laugh out loud at the performer. In one's blindness, one can interpret this as success. <laughs> and moments later, when the trick does turn out right and the performer has, quote unquote, got them, Again, sure, the audience might give him a round of polite applause. Many spectators may even laugh from embarrassment? Question mark. Yes, one can interpret this as success too. But if it is really, see, he's like questioning it there. But if it is really. He says, however, suppose that you choose not to behave like an idiot. That you have something more to... I hope you've enjoyed this teaser of Magic from Wherever I'm At. To listen to this entire episode and the entire series of more than 150 other episodes go over to magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. That's magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. Tired of being a trickster, are you not? 